And so as a beloved and a forgiven people, let us hear our word today. We are in the letter to the Philippians. Um, We are actually preaching from the same text today, which I'm very excited for. So this is Philippians 4 verses uh, 10 through 13, and I am reading today from the voice translation, but I encourage you, as we do every week, to hear this or to follow along in the biblical language that best connects you with God. So let us hear from Paul to the church in Philippi, chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. I could hardly contain my joy in the Lord when I realized you have started to show your care for me once again. Since you have not had the opportunity to show how much you cared until now, I want you to know how it touched me. I am not saying this because I am in need. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I know how to survive in tight situations And I know how to enjoy having plenty. In fact, I have learned how to face any circumstances, fed or hungry, with or without. I can be content in any and every situation through the anointed one who is my power and my strength. These are the lessons of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Excuse me. And we will be hearing that text again. Now, beloved of God, this is World Communion Sunday today, and it's a special Sunday in our Christian calendar where Christian churches throughout the world in this moment are gathering as both local bodies of believers and as part of a much larger global family as the body of Christ. Now, in United Methodist speak, we often refer to our own denomination as connectional. We are all connected throughout our various churches, throughout the New England Annual Conference and beyond. And this means that we are interconnected. It means that we are all part of one body called the United Methodist Church. And this applies to our individual churches as well as our overarching conferences, which are regional or geographic in nature. I don't like to assume that everyone knows United Methodism. Um, So this means that events that occur and affect the conference and say, as we've seen this week in the trial of Bishop Carcaño, what happens in California, Nevada, also affects us here in New England. Cares and concerns for local churches in Florida or Texas should be and are concerns for us here in Massachusetts. In much the same way the Spirit connects us all to the body of Christ by way of the church, the Spirit also makes us connectional to everyone, to all of creation, as God's beloved children which means that the concerns of the people in Waltham are concerns for us here in Weston because of the connection that we have either via our faith communities or the very spiritual connection of just the human condition. 
It means that what happens to our Latino folk matter to our Anglo folk. It means what happens to our African-American siblings matters to our Asian siblings. It means that we are all interconnected, and we are connected. And this is not a modern 21st century concept of the church. And in fact, it isn't even an 18th century Wesleyan concept. This is something that has been part of our church communities since the beginning of the church universal. And even before that, it was there even before there was a church, even before there were Jewish folks becoming followers of the Jesus way. This connection of communities and bodies is something that goes as far back as the start of our faith. It is deeply embedded in both our Christian tradition and in the Jewish tradition as well. And we hear that in the words of Paul that we heard just a moment ago. As we delve into those words of the Apostle Paul, we find the profound truth that all churches throughout the world are indeed connected to one another. And this message of connection is vital. It's vital to the support of the local church, and it's instrumental in the transformation of the world. And it is just as relevant today as it was in the first century. Now, a little background as to why Paul is writing such a thing. Because, let's be honest, when we read this, some of us hear it, it's a, it seems a little passive-aggressive, doesn't it? Like, well, you didn't know that you needed to help me, and I'm glad that you did, but you didn't have to, because I know how to get along with little, or I know how to get along with nothing. It, it feels a little strange. And as usual, we're being dropped in the middle of a conversation without much context both by the lectionary, which is the, the calendar of texts that we read throughout the year, and by Paul himself, since we don't have the initial contact or the initial response that Paul is providing for this particular church in Philippi. Now, this is one of the letters that scholars believe was actually written by Paul. So this is a Paul thing, not a maybe Paul thing for my, my congregation here. Um, and it is believed that Paul wrote this while in jail and that his, his envoy, his emissary, was none other than Timothy, um, the, the one who he was mentoring, the Timothy, the one that was often speaking about, you know, I am the one who is coming in the name of Paul. Timothy was the one who delivered this letter to the church in Philippi. And so we are being dropped into the middle of someone else's mail as Amy Jill Levine often says. Now what's interesting about this particular letter is that Paul was not writing to the Philippian church in a response to their crisis, which is what he was doing with Galatians and Colossians. I know, color me shocked too, Paul actually not responding to a church that's in crisis, right? Instead, Paul is writing to this particular faith community to express his appreciation and his affection for the Philippian believers. 
In this passage, we have Paul expressing his gratitude for the Philippian church's support during his time of need. He is thankful. He is thankful for what they have provided him during his time in jail. He is thankful for all that they have done to support him during his time of persecution. However, he goes beyond mere thanksgiving. Because in this letter, he shares a powerful truth about Christian living, that there is contentment and strength through Christ. He is thankful that the church found the way and the means to support him. And at the same time, he reminds them that even if they weren't able to do so, he would still be thankful for them. He assures them that he would still have been sustained by them through their faith. And his faith is stronger for their faith in Christ. Paul's example shows us that despite our circumstances, we can find contentment. We can find strength in our connection with Christ, even in those moments when we feel like we are doing it all alone. So let's explore how all churches throughout the world are connected to one another, because that is that universal truth, that we are all part of the one body of Christ. And this isn't the first time that Paul brings this message. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, he reminds us that the church is like a body with many parts. Just as our physical bodies have interconnected parts that work together, so does the global body of Christ. Each local church plays a unique role, but we are all part of one body. The universal church, the church worldwide, is a beautiful tapestry of diverse cultures, languages, traditions. And yet, for all of our difference, we are still connected and united by our faith in Christ. No matter where we are in the world, our faith goes with us. Our connection goes with us, and we share the same God, the same faith, and the same mission to reflect Christ's light in the world, to bring the good news to people that you are welcomed at God's table, not in spite of who you are, but because of who you are. That no matter where you find yourself on your journey of faith, you always have a home and a people to belong to. And this is more important than ever before in a world where we are connected through space and time. And yet, and yet, for all of that connectedness, for all that we are able to do as one, the sense of isolation and loneliness is higher now than it ever has been. In an age when we can feel isolated and overwhelmed by the challenges of life, it is the church that offers that spiritual encouragement. It is the church, it is the spirit of God that connects us all. And through that connection, we then can learn from the experiences of believers 
in our part of the world and beyond. Not only can we find inspiration in one another's faith, but we can also learn from each other. Because that is what grace is all about. Room for growth, opportunities for learning and growing in our relationship with God and with one another. Not only can we find inspiration, but we learn. We learn what being and doing church in a rapidly changing world can be. We learn how to do ministry with people, even in times when the church feels like it is completely depleted of reserves and energy. Amen? Amen. We learn how to be authentically transformative to do it in spaces and places that may sometimes seem resistant to change. That would never happen in the church, amen? Resistant to change or even resistant to the message of the gospel. And that's why these words of Paul speak so clearly in moments like today, when we are celebrating World Communion. Because that celebration reminds us that we are part of a global church. A church that allows us to share resources, both material and spiritual. Here we have heard the same text written and read in two different languages and received two different messages. And yet we are all still connected in the spirit of God. When one part of the body suffers, others come to its aid. When Paul was in jail, other churches responded to his need. Our interconnectedness enables us to address pressing needs, needs in our own church and needs in our communities, the places we call home, whether they be physical needs emotional needs or spiritual needs, when we are connected in Christ, we are able to change the world. And this message is especially an important one for us who call ourselves the people Methodist. This is an especially important message for our United Methodist denomination, and certainly for us as congregations, especially in this season of church disaffiliations, amen? Today, just as in Paul's time, we need to remember that for our differences, we are better together. And we are stronger because of the difference, not weaker for it. We are better even as we perhaps differ in theologies or languages or practices, we are a better, stronger church because of our connection. A connection that is not possible without faith in Christ. And together, as a people, not uniform, but united, as a people united in Christ, we have then had the opportunity to make a greater impact in the world. As we unite in prayer and in worship and in service, we are then able to address greater issues like poverty, injustice, and even spread the gospel more effectively as a people united. 
So on this World Communion Sunday, and in truth, I hope we do this every single day, may we remember to never underestimate the importance of our individual churches in the greater connection. May we never underestimate how much we mean to the global body of Christ. It's not just about the ones we are connected to us, but it is about the ones that we are then connected to. We all flow within and from one another, connected by that Holy Spirit, which allows us to do important work together in the world. Amen. Big church, small church, no church, we are all stronger because of our connection to the body as believers. Just as Paul found contentment and strength through his relationship with Christ, we too can find these blessings in our connection to believers around the world. Let us remember that we are not isolated local churches, though it may feel that way sometimes. But we are not isolated. We are part of a vast and beautiful tapestry that spans the globe. Together in Christ, we can face any challenge and make a profound impact on the world. May we cherish this connection, and may we be a beacon of hope to all in the world who are in need. Let us together pray for unity and strength for the global church. And may we live our lives in such a way that speaks to the truth that we are better together and that we are connected in the spirit. May it be so. Amen.